Inspired Person. Welcome to Episode 5 of Misadventures of an Inspired Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Keisha. Thank you so much for hanging out with us over the last couple episodes. I really appreciate your support. I really didn't know how to begin the intro for this episode. 2020 just feels, I don't even have the words to describe how it feels, but I don't even know if to say it's been a kind of week, a kind of month, a kind of year, because every day there's something else. But we're in the month of June that I'm publishing this, and June is Caribbean American Heritage Month. And I think a part of what's been happening in our country is that there's been an awakening as to what it means to be Black and what it means to be Black in America. And I think for Caribbean people, that means a number of different things. We won't get into that in this episode, but I think it's really timely for us to talk about what our heritage means. And so in this interview with my friend Camila, otherwise known as the Focused Spender, we get a little bit into what her heritage being both of Trinidadian and Panamanian descent. She talks about how her Panamanian grandmother impacted her life in terms of the choices that she makes today. We share some hilarious stories from high school. That's where we met. And we also talk about that big pot of peas and rice or rice and peas that our parents always want to make. So in light of everything that's happening, I hope that this can be something not necessarily as an escape, but something that can keep us focused and keep us inspired. Camila is dedicated to helping her community understand what it means to be debt-free and build wealth. So take a listen and hopefully you will be inspired. Welcome to the Misadventures of an Inspired Woman podcast. Today our guest is Camila O'Brien. Camila is an operations and financial nonprofit professional with the proven ability to create and optimize operational systems as well as manage billion-dollar budgets. Upon graduating with her Master's of Public Administration in General Finance from NYU, Camila had over $65,000 of student loan debt. After realizing her salary wasn't enough to conquer her debt, Camilla researched and tested several strategies to help her achieve financial freedom. In just three years' time, Camilla paid off her student loan debt completely. Today, she's also known as the focus spender to her YouTube following, is a corporate senior financial manager, speaker, and consultant. She helps her followers stop living paycheck to paycheck by maximizing their savings, investments, and debt payoff. It's her mission to help people determine and achieve their long-term financial goals while reshaping their financial habits. She says sometimes you have to be who you need to be in order to get to who you want to be. Welcome, Camilla. Thank you, Keisha. I love that quote. What does that (laughs) quote mean for you? So I think what the quote means to me is that um, sometimes you find yourself in situations that you don't really like or you don't want to be in, but you just have to basically make the best of it so that you can get the most out of it. That's, that's dope. I know sometimes it's hard for us to have a serious conversation because you know crazy high school me. Yes, I do. <laughs> you're like, you're like who, who is girl? this person? <laughs> but you're back to like, I feel like for like a short minute, I was like, who is this person? Now I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. This is <laughs> She's still and here. She ain't changed, not, not even a little no. bit. 
So <laughs> she's, a little bit. she just knows bigger words now. <laughs> exactly. A little more degrees after her name. That's about it. That's about it. <laughs> same craziness happening same over here. Thing, but we've thing. known each other for a long time. Yeah, okay. since I feel like a 10th grade or 11th grade. I feel like definitely 10th. I know we we had a mutual friend in ninth grade. What? Oh. <laughs> Okay. And that's how I got to know y'all. So I'm like, but I feel like, I I feel like what it is, is that ninth grade, I never sat in the, in the lunchroom. Okay. And that was like the spot. And yeah, I feel like, so maybe I saw y'all in passing, but Mm -hmm. I think 10th grade, I started sitting there and I started sitting with y'all. Yes, yes, Um, yes. (laughs) And then I was in the um, talent search program at Megan Evans College. Yes, yes. And I was close to your house. I would ride the train with y'all. And And shout out for Keith to to you for introducing me to that program because my grandmother swears that's the reason why I got into college. It's not the reason why I got into college, but I got all those fee waivers. So I was able to apply to a gazillion schools. Um, because of that program and Mega Evers College. Yeah, I think definitely it's one of the, I can't remember what they call it. Um, there's, a, there's a specific act from Congress or something okay. like that that made that possible. I think um, the representative was out of Philly. Okay. Um, so, you know, I'm not pushing politics, but these are programs that I think, like, it makes a difference for folks yeah, like us so. that are first or second generation. Um, immigrants Mm -hmm. so to speak and our parents and our caregivers don't necessarily have the uh, resources to pay for all these college applications to pay for the SATs because I got a couple SAT fee waivers as well out of that Um, so it made a difference I wish y'all had told me y'all was going to Boston I don't know if I would have wanted to go but (laughs) I was like wait what but I stayed I stayed in the city it's so funny we all applied and then your first guest Roxana not to blow up her spot, but when we, <laughs> she didn't come with us when we went to the um, summer program, like the summer open house. And so like that first weekend when we were in college, that child wanted to cry the whole time. Like, why, why am I here? I'm like, it's it's fine. It's going to be okay. It's going to be Because y'all had already went through the transition. Yes. We, okay. we, we, <laughs> you might have to cut this part out. <laughs> So Shelly Ann and I, we went to the um, open house in April. And I think that's like around the anniversary of Martin Luther King's either birthday or when he was killed, something. And so we thought the reason why there was no black people walking up and down the street, and I'm dead serious. No, nah, I'm definitely leaving this in. <laughs> we thought that they were all congregating congregating somewhere celebrating yeah celebrating dr martin luther king because we were like why don't we see any black people on this campus mm. but literally we know that <laughs> just, that wasn't it that is hilarious uh but yeah i feel like i would always randomly bump into you though like mm-hmm. i remember working at macy's and like seeing you mm, i do i do right i yes. stayed in the city and i worked at macy's um and then I feel like we had email addresses. Yeah, I remember. So I, I feel like, so maybe email, but then obviously with Facebook, because I was like the one, I was the first one of all of my friends to get onto Facebook because of the job I had at the time. And we were, we were trying to get in touch with our alumni, our high school, our college alumni. So I do remember like messaging you 
via Facebook. And that's how yeah. I started. That's how um, I did that first workshop with you because you yeah. sent me a message via but Facebook. But I remember before that, because I didn't get on Facebook till 2007. So I remember before I left for school, though, me and you ate, we met up. And we for ate college? at night. No, or for, for grad school. For grad school. We oh, met yeah, because we you were ate. going to... You were going to go, no, no, no. Wait, I was cousin? going to Texas. Yes, I was going to Texas. And we met up, we ate at Night of the Cookers. It's not there anymore. Oh, I remember that place. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then you were like, oh, my cousin's there. And then I met her when I got to school. Yes, but yes, yeah. yes. So I, I feel like it's like we've always drifted in and out, mm-hmm. but I really appreciate that. It's always, every time I see you, it's like, Girl. 10th grade all over again. Yes. <laughs> So having said all of that, we mm-hmm. read your bio. We see we got this powerful quote from you. Who is Camila? Like, who would you say she is? Lord, who am I? I am somebody that is, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm someone who's learned a lot and feels the responsibility to share what it is that I know. Because I feel like we could all do better. Mm-hmm. If we just pool our resources and like, like if I know something um, that can help you, I want to make sure you know it so that you can help yourself. Um, I don't know. I'm a fun loving person. You are. <laughs> uh, I like to laugh. I love to make other people laugh. I'm an introvert. Um, I do like to stay home, which I don't, I don't know why. I feel like there was one part of my life, you know, when you're a teenager, you're in college, you want to go out and do all the things. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I can't wait till I'm big. And I'm going to I'm do everything. I'm going to go out all the time. And you get to be in the, you're like, I don't, no, I just want to stay home. <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel you. The whole, when I get big, because I feel like Caribbean parents are always like, mm-hmm. you're small, you're little. Yes. You can't do it. And you grow up seeing like your big cousins or your big brothers going, going out and parties. doing all these things. Yep. And you're like, okay, well, I want to do that. I want to go there. And then you get there and you're like, mm, this is not mm-hmm. for me. The scene is old. <laughs> <laughs> not for me. Um, but I think definitely, yeah, I agree that you are someone. And that's why I reached out to you when I started working at my present job, because like I saw all the information you were putting out there. And I don't mm-hmm. even think I had gotten on Instagram at that point. I don't um, think I was... I don't even know if I was on Instagram or like I had just got on Instagram. Okay. And yeah. didn't understand how to use it. <laughs> but <laughs> you now have like, how many followers do you have on Instagram? Um, 16,000. 16,000. I know you passed the 10,000 mark because you've got the swipe up thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but definitely, I think I was like, she has good information that she's willing to share. And you share it in such a way that's so accessible for people. Um, what? So we talked about you finishing with that master's and having that debt. Like, Mm -hmm. what about that debt made you just want to be like, I got to get rid of this? Well, honestly, at first, I didn't think it was an option. Because, you know, you don't have the information. You kind of feel like, well, this is what it means to be an adult. So you go to school, you get debt, pay off the debt, but you pay it off in the manner that it's presented to you. So, you know, mm-hmm. I got my loan schedule. They tell you, okay, it's going to take you 20 years, 25 years, 30 years, whatever. And you're going to pay, at, because this was after grad school, $550 a month. Um, and I just accepted it. And then um, my sister, you know, she read this book called The Total Money Makeover. She's like, oh, you got to read this book. You got to read this book. Actually, 
she didn't even say it like that. She was, she just said, I'm going to send you something for your birthday. Our birthdays are a few days apart. And I was like, what? Cause I hadn't gotten a birthday present from her in years. <laughs> That's not a story. No shade. <laughs> and so she sends me this book. I read the book and I was like, oh, I can do this. It's not that hard. I just didn't understand how to do it. I didn't understand that, you know, if I, you know, made extra money and these are the ways you can make extra money. And then I made double payments or triple payments that I could actually move through this process um, much quicker. So for me, I think it was just like getting that access to information and seeing other people who had um, similar stories or even way, way, way worse debt than I did. Um, figure it out for themselves and do it. That's how I feel like I got, I was able to get that motivation to get out of debt. So you're spending these three years double and tripling your payments. What's happening with the rest of your life? (laughs) (laughs) My friends were going to Trinidad (laughs) Carnival. They're going to London and Paris. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that eventually. I'm going to do that eventually. So um, for me, I kind of, I don't want, I hate saying I put my life on hold but I kind of did. So I, I just used it as time to sacrifice where like I, I tried to do little things for myself. Like I did go on trips around the country. Like I went to Florida, you know, my dad lives there. So I, I'm sure I went to Florida. I might've went to like California to see my family. So I was doing little things for myself. Um, but for the most part, I was just living on a budget. Like I set a, you know, a pretty strict budget for myself. I was doing um, side hustle. So I had like a tutoring job that really helped bring a lot of extra income. And I was just, you know, taking that moment as time to sacrifice because I was, re- I really was thinking about the big picture. Like, okay, um, how old was I when I started? I guess I would have been like around 28, 29. Mm. And I'm like, okay, if it takes me these three years, I'm going to be in my early thirties when this is over. It's, okay. I'll be in my early thirties. Like it's going to happen anyway. I'm like, should I just do this, get out of debt and be debt free? Or should I just keep living with debt until the, you know, at that point I was like, well, if I have a child the next two years, that obviously didn't happen. By the time that child is going to college, I will just have been finishing paying off my student loan debt. And I didn't want that to happen. Matter of fact, my dad, I feel like my dad paid off his student loan debt in the last five years. I'm, I'm about to be 40 and he just Mm. paid off his student loan debt. Like that's insane. So I did not want that for my life. Yeah. I think that's some important lessons in there. Like you're seeing your friends doing all these things, but you know that you don't need to do that. And I feel like a lot of people do that to keep up with their friends or to keep Mm -hmm. up appearances. They're like, okay, but it puts you further and further in debt and further and further away from where you want to be. So I really admire that about you, that you had the discipline to be like, okay, this is not for me right now. I'll get there. Mm-hmm. Cause I know like last year you did the whole Spain, London, Paris thing. Yeah. And that was excellent. I mean, I honestly, I wish I had done it earlier, but I, I, I could have done it earlier. I don't know why I waited so long, but I, I like, I appreciate the fact that I was able to do it and I was able to see a lot um, over, you know, like a, an extended vacation. So it looks like so much fun, so much fun. You're gonna get to Paris. I know. <laughs> I was supposed to get to Paris. I was supposed to have gone to Paris, and then COVID. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen, and it's gonna be great. Yes, 
I feel it's like awesome. when it first happened, I went through like a little depression. No, I, I understand. I went through all those emotions so that I, it just, by the time, the time I was supposed to go rolled around, I was, I was fine. I was fine. So yeah. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to getting all those tips from you. Um, <laughs> you know, I know Keto already has me figuring out how to get my plane tickets at a reasonable rate. So I know you'll help me figure out the rest of it. Um, I will. <laughs> so I don't blow it all. But, <laughs> yeah, and another tip that you've given me is like set up those automatic transfers. Yes. So, so like, so I, I am a big believer of auto transfers um, when it comes to savings and when it comes to investing, because who is going to remember <laughs> to put money in their savings account? When you are shopping and you want to buy that dress, those shoes, and the money is there. You're going to spend the money. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, you know, at the end of the month, oh, I have $50. I could put $50 in my savings account when you probably could have put two, $300 in your savings account and then decided what to spend your money on afterwards. So auto yeah. transfers all day. Another thing I think you helped me with that I, I've been doing really good at, or even though it's not set up for auto transfer, is um, the the online bank accounts. Okay. Like, so that so Camila spoke to me about like okay you should have these little accounts where you don't have to have a minimum requirement and you put money into them bit by bit for bigger things that you want to do yes so, like I have my I have one for my insurance because I pay my insurance in a lump sum I pay it um twice a year mm-hmm. um, and that's good because you get you get discounted rates when you put uh pay it in those six months increments yeah I have a travel account. Yes. <clears throat> and so that's where I buy my tickets out of. And then that's also the card that I travel on. Okay. So I'm only spending the money that I saved for that trip. Yes, Keisha, you've been you've listening. You've been teaching girl. me things. You've yes. been teaching me things, right? <laughs> um, and then I have, I have like a bigger account for something bigger that I'm looking to purchase. Mm-hmm. And so I've been like putting up, putting extra money there besides my savings account. Oh. So that a lot of times, sometimes I look at the bank, the account that like my check is deposited. And I'm like, <laughs> hmm. but there's money. Yes. You know, in all these different places that you really helped me figure out how to do that. Yeah, I think it's important for people to understand I was talking to somebody other, the other day and they were like, oh, I want to go on a budget. And I'm like, well, what does a budget mean to you? Because I think a lot of times when people hear that you're on a budget, um, they think that you're broke. And it's like, no, that's actually the opposite. If you are broke, it's probably because you're not on a budget. So like the whole purpose of the budget is to figure out what it is you want to do with your money and what it is you want to accomplish in your life and make sure that you have the money to do it. So it's like, you want to travel? Okay, set aside money to travel so that you're not spending it on things that are not going to bring you any joy in the long run. Like it might bring you immediate satisfaction, but it's not going to take you in the direction that you want your life to go in. So I'm here. So what Keisha is doing is um, creating sinking funds. So the sinking funds are allowing you to have those little bank accounts so that you can have, you know, money set aside for the things that you want. Because I, and you might get on me for this. I'm trying to get Uh better. I don't like you know how you have like the spreadsheet and this and that like I it's not for everybody it's not for everybody but I know what's like I know what my monthly my fixed costs are every month 
Um, and I know what goals I have for the sinking funds and stuff like that. So I kind of, you know, divvy no, it up that way. I think that's fine because some people, okay, for me, I, I use my sinking funds as my budget. So like, yes, they're budgeting apps, they're budgeting spreadsheets, and then it's, and then they're sinking funds. So, and so just FYI, if you are a spreadsheet person, Camila has spreadsheets on her website. Yes, focusfunder.com slash budget tools. But like I was saying, like I'm not, I will come up with a rough budget for myself for the year. Like, okay, this is kind of how I want to spend my money. This is kind of how I want to do things. But I, I personally am not that person that's opening up the budget every single month. And um, like, did I spend $5 here? Okay, let me move that, you know, let me move the extra money over here. Like, I'm not that, I'm not that person, which is why I have multiple bank accounts because I want to be able to know that I, okay, I have a few hundred dollars in my, my mad money checking account and I can spend it on whatever I want. If I want to spend it all on hair weave and I don't even wear hair weaves, but if I wanted to spend it on hair weaves, guess what? I'm spending it on hair weaves and no one's going to tell me anything about it. Listen, because bundles, bundles, they're expensive. (laughs) I've bought bundles. So Um, that is how I live my life. And I love that. And I think, again, you always, you always put me on to what, and, and I love that you're part of my community, right? Because you always put me on to things that I should be doing or tell me <laughs> things I should not be doing. Like you yes. really made me look at the way that I purchase cell phones. <laughs> oh gosh. I, what, what happened? I remember we were at a high school reunion <laughs> and I was uh-huh. telling you about my cell phone plug and uh-huh. you were like, you're like why do you have a cell phone plug (laughs) and what it is is that before with with my carrier I would be able to purchase the iPhone because I'm an iPhone user for like $200 and keep and have like a two-year contract but then they stopped allowing you to do that Mm -hmm. and you could either purchase it for like a million dollars yep or (laughs) you could I guess you're leasing it yep and yeah, I remember they tried to get me with that lease nonsense. And I was like, I don't want to lease it. I just want to buy my phone. And I don't, I didn't buy the most expensive phone. So I've used my iPhone. I just don't buy the latest, latest so I can get right. like, a better deal on it. But I'm not going to just be paying for iPhones forever. Yeah. I love gadgets. <laughs> That's my thing. I love gadgets. Um, and so it could be a little like, this doesn't make sense. So I still, I still have that phone and I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it for a while. So a couple have come out since and I haven't gone back to the store um, okay. to update it. You. But I That's did good. do one. I did do like a business line recently. Okay. Um, and it made sense in terms of like the overall amount that I'd be paying per month because it wasn't far from. Oh yeah, I feel like you told me this and I was uh, like, okay. okay. And it was a lease situation, but it was, it's a dollar a month. Okay. Because it's not the latest phone. Yes, yes, yes. So I was like, Camilla would be proud. <laughs> I always think like, what would Camilla do in this situation? <laughs> I think one of the things also that I hear you reference a lot is your grandmother. And like, I remember your grandmother, like coming to your house, mm-hmm. your, usually, usually for your birthday, I would come to yeah, your house. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you talk about like some of the money lessons that you learned from her. So, yeah, so my grandma, she was from Costa Rica. Um, so she, she was born in Costa Rica from Jamaican parents, and then she moved to Panama, and that's where she had five of her six kids, and then she moved to the U.S. But the amazing thing about my grandmother is that 
I don't think when she was in Panama, she might have had one job for like a day. Like she she went to like um, she went to be a domestic worker at someone's house. And I never forget her telling me the story where the guy it was a, a white man, um, you know, Panama, Panama Canal. A lot of American citizens lived there at the time. And he told her, um, okay, so here's this toothbrush. And tomorrow when you come back, you're going to use this to clean the floor. So she was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> she was like, she, I said she never went Same for me. Same for me. So, you know, my grandfather worked, so she didn't have to. Um, and so when she came to the U.S., she came um, with my mom. I'm trying to think. She came with my mom, and I don't know. She might have came with one of my aunts, my eldest aunt. But thinking about someone who didn't work um, in Panama, came coming to this country with, her, with two of her kids, having to basically start over because her husband wasn't here, build a career for herself, and then within maybe 10, 15 years, buys a beautiful house in you know a really nice section of Brooklyn, and then within 10, 15 years was able to pay off the house. Now, thinking about that, it wasn't like she just did all this by herself. My aunts and uncles, as they, you know, as they worked and got older, they were able to help her with the down payment. They were able, able to help her pay off the house. But I was able to look at the fact that she was able to do so much with not a lot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I always took, even though I thought she was the cheapest woman on the planet, it drove me crazy. I just wanted some guest jeans. Guest jeans? Those are $40. I'm not buying you guest jeans. What? <laughs> Nikes. <laughs> here are four. Her thing about sneakers was here are $40. This is $40. You are not to spend more than $40. Do not take any of your own money to put it with the $40 to buy more expensive sneakers. Sneakers shouldn't cost more than $40. That's, that's the end of the story. So for me, it's like I, I pretty much learned how to be, I pretty much learned how to do a lot with a little bit. Mm-hmm. A, a, tremendously. So that, that was my grandma. Shout She's out to grandma. The, yes. <laughs> I remember her. Um, but I think that you, you utilize those lessons and it's like, again, you grow up and you're like, you're like, why won't they let me do this? Why won't they let me do that? And then it's the discipline that you're being taught. Yeah. And you're definitely a very disciplined person. Do you oh. want to go ahead? And I was just thinking about the other thing that I learned about money from my grandmother really actually was being a side hustler, like being from Brooklyn, you know, growing up in the crib, like with the Caribbean family. Um, I'm sure you went on many a bus ride. Did you go on bus rides when you were kids? With the church, we would, yes. I know so, what you're about to say, what y'all was eating on these bus rides. Go ahead. <laughs> I wasn't going to talk about the food oh. we was eating. But my, my grandmother, she had three friends. Um, one was my cousin's grandmother as well. And they used to organize bus rides themselves, like outside of their church. So like that was how she made money. Like, oh, I want to make some money. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to have a bus ride. We're going to go to Reading, Pennsylvania, so you guys can go outlet shopping. Or um, she sold like Avon and just things like that. So she always knew how to make extra money outside of working. I thought you were going to say, because a friend of mine, um, our moms were close when we were growing up. And whenever we would have to go on these bus rides, they would organize to make like a pot of peas and rice. (laughs) I'm like, everybody else got sandwiches. (laughs) 
So I mean, yes. Yeah. So the night before our bus rides, my grandmother was always making rice peas. She was always making potato salad. She was always making chicken because that's what we ate. Like, we, oh, we went, can't have sandwiches. <laughs> you know better. So, like, if we went to the beach um, for our bus ride, then we were eating cold food. We didn't even have thermoses. It was like we're just eating cold food. And some juice. <laughs> and some punch. <laughs> and some so cold codfish cakes. <laughs> and why do they all make the same meal? <laughs> Yeah, because Caribbean people, that's Sunday dinner. If you're going to go on a Sunday, you have to have Sunday dinner. It wasn't necessarily at a Sunday. Listen, (laughs) but you know what? When last year, when I was doing my shopping event, um, and I was like, I got to get, I got to feed the people. You do. You can't bring black, you can't bring Caribbean people around and not feed them. Well, I mean, it's a group of, everybody's not Caribbean, but yeah, you're right, black people. We, we expect Um, to be fed. (laughs) I had a, a drink time. sponsor and I was like, you got to feed the people, kids. Like, you can't. So I was trying to figure out how to do it because I didn't charge that much for the tickets. Yeah. And I was like, so I, I spoke to one of my homeboys and I was like, he cooks. I'm like, yo, like, what can we do? Mm-hmm. And he literally said to me, he's like, that's why it's cheaper. He was like, I can make this. And those sandwiches were bomb that he made. They were. They were. Um, and he did it within a budget. And thankfully, like, you know, he was able to hook me up. But we had a conversation where he was like, yo, this is why you always make a pot of rice and peas because it it's cheaper and it, and it stretches yep. versus having individual sandwiches. But I know growing up, I was like, I want sandwiches. I'm tired of this. <laughs> I'm tired of this. But yes, we were eating our rice and peas and chicken and potato salad on the bus going wherever we were going. So the theme for this season of the podcast is detours. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know if you would consider the loan repayment a detour for you or if you've thought about like a detour in your life where like you've had to make some decisions. I think my whole life was a detour. Like mm, you said that to whole, me. It it like I think about it and I I think that's where the, my my quote came from because I always had to figure out like this is not exactly what I want to be doing. I don't actually know what I want to be doing, but I'm going to make the best of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, growing up I thought I was going to be a pediatrician at 14. I was like I don't want to be a pediatrician. <laughs> then <laughs> and then, you know, high school I studied computer science. Um college. By the time I got to college, I thought maybe computer science is not what I want to do. Do I know what I want to do? What made you pick computer science in high school? (laughs) Because I didn't want to have to write papers. Ah. That's it. Literally, I just, I, like, I was really good at math. I was really good at science, but English, English is my first and only language, and I was terrible at it. Let's pause for a second, because... (laughs) Your dad is Trinidadian and your mom is Panamanian, but you don't speak Spanish. No, and it's, I definitely heard a lot of Spanish growing up in my house, but um, black people from, black people from Panama, 90%, I would say, this is just a rough estimate, are of Caribbean descent by way of Jamaica, Barbados, whatever island, because they came over to build the Panama Canal. And so growing up, um, like I said, my, my great grandparents were, were from Jamaica. So my grandmother grew up speaking English at home. So when she went to Panama at home, they all spoke English. Mm. And so like she went to English speaking schools when she was a kid. And so 
the norm for Black people in Panama at the time, now it's definitely different. Like my cousins there, they don't speak that much English or they, they don't speak, like that's not their, they're not as comfortable speaking English as like the older generations are. So like the norm was to speak English at home, speak Spanish in the street. So growing up in the house, okay. You just spoke you just spoke English. I feel like now I need to rename the podcast to Unpacking the Afro Latina. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're always a whole melting pot. <laughs> That's what I was saying, I think, with Roxana on the first episode, where like there was this whole conversation that emerged out of love and hip hop and like, what's an Afro-Latina? Like, is that really a thing? And people seemed really confused. And I was like, why y'all confused? Because I knew, I've known y'all for most of my life. Yeah, but the funny thing is that growing up, um, I, I remember like being in like high school or maybe a little bit older. And one of my cousins said something about, oh, you know, she's always talking about she's a Latina. She's a Latina. And she was so angry about it. She's like, we're Black. And this was like someone that was born and raised in Panama Mm. that speaks Spanish and was like, was kind of against the whole claiming that you are Latina as opposed to just being black. Because I feel like, especially during that time when they were growing up in Panama, people reminded you that you were black and you weren't really from Panama because Mm. your family, you spoke English at home, your family was from another country. So they were reminded of the fact that they were black. Like, I, I feel like someone told me at one point when you would apply for jobs, you would have to send your photo in and they would know you were black because your last name was in Spanish. Mm. Like you think of Roxana's last name. Right. Think of Keita's last name. Right. All, none of them have Spanish last names. It's because they're from Caribbean descent. So that was how, you know, like the racism and like the, you know, the prejudice would play out in, in Latin American countries. Mm. It's there. Thank you. Girl, it's Thank there. You. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you did computer science in high school because you didn't want to write in papers. And then, so you definitely College. wasn't going to be in me and Roxana's major. No, and I knew it. I was like, that's not for me. <laughs> it's like, I want something that's going to help me go to a good college that I don't have to write a lot of papers. So that's why, and I like, I, I think, you know, I didn't want to, I don't know if math was even an option, but I wanted something. I just wanted a skill. Mm-hmm. Um, and the funny thing is, like, I took this one class in college, in high school called computer architecture, and I don't know how I passed that class. Like, I barely passed that class, and I knew I had to take that class in college if I continued with computer science. So then I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. But then yeah. in college, I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do. I obviously, you know, didn't want to go the teacher-nurse route. Um, and so I didn't know what to do. So I literally sat with my book of majors um, when it was time to declare a major and just went through the book to decide what looks interesting. Mm -hmm. And so I picked public relations. Why? I actually have no idea. (laughs) Like, there's no rhyme or reason. I just, I was like, oh, this looks cool. I can write press releases. What? Um, So I picked it. And then I, you know, the, the major was cool. It was good because there were certain things that I wasn't. I'm sorry, what is going on in your background? Girl, it's so windy. (laughs) I was (laughs) I was praying. I was like, I hope she doesn't. Is that a child? No, I'm I'm on the eighth floor and so we get all and then there's a courtyard, so there's all this wind. Okay. I was like, what is just cut all that out. Just cut all (laughs) Yeah, figure that out. Okay. Um what was I saying? 
you picked public relations as so your yeah major. I, I picked public relations as my major without knowing much about it and so when I graduated it was hard for me to find a job it was a recession but then on top of that I wasn't really interested in what I was trying to get a job in so I'm going on these job interviews like trying to sell myself on something that I had zero interest in so that wasn't working so the first job I took, I temp for a long time, and then I was able to find a full-time job. And I just, I, I just, honestly, I woke up one day and I was like, I don't want to temp anymore. I just need a full-time job. I'm just going to take whatever job I get. So I got this job um, at an online magazine that had a call center, and I worked in the call center. Hated it. I am not a customer service person at all. Can't picture that. <laughs> Do not test me, because I... <laughs> I know. It, I'm real abrupt, real quick. Like I'm not going to call you. Exactly. (laughs) I realized that really, really quickly. So when I had the opportunity, I think the executive um, assistant left. And so when she left, I went to the HR woman. I was like, hey, can I just have that job for a little bit? (laughs) So they gave it to me. They let, I was like, just let me try it out. Like you can keep looking. But I don't want to, like, I didn't tell her I don't want to work in this call center anymore. She heard my calls. She knew I didn't need to be in that call center. Right. So she was like, fine. Um, I, I don't think I was the best executive assistant, but I didn't care. I was like, I don't have to answer phones. I'll schedule these man, this man's plane tickets, whatever. I'll fill out his reimbursement receipts uh, forms. Fine. So I did that for a little bit. And then they went and hired a real executive assistant, but then the receptionist left. So then I took her job. But all that to say is that I, I kept looking for jobs. I found a job at a nonprofit uh, as an after-school program coordinator, and I was able to use the this, this skills, the little bit of skills I did from being that executive assistant for a few months and the little bit I, I got from being the receptionist for a few months, I was able to use that to get to my job at the at the nonprofit. And then I used during that time my um my boss encouraged me to go back to school. She was like, you know, you should think about going to grad school. And then I my friend was gonna go to NYU to get her MPA. So I looked into that program. I'm like, well you know I work at a nonprofit. This would allow me to run a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got into there. Um but then when I got to school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but when I took my first financial management class, that's when I was like, I mean, I killed it. Like I broke the curve on every exam. My friends were failing and I'm like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) This is easy. It's just numbers. It's just a budget. It's just a balance sheet. And so I was like, oh, this is probably what I need to be doing. You found your thing. I did. But then even still, even though I found my thing, it still took me a while to get back to that because I don't have an accounting degree. So it's like, okay, how do I convince somebody to let Mm. them... Like, can I be your CFO? No, you cannot be our CFO. You cannot be our director of finance. So it was like, I had to use the things that I learned in school to learn the things that I learned in school to help me like round out my career. And anytime I had an opportunity to learn something else within whatever job I was doing, I took it. So it may not have been something that was on my job description. It may not have been something that was on my resume to do, but if there was an opportunity for me to learn something new, I would just take it so that um, I could help round out my experience. And that's how I got to where I am today. Wow. That really, I was looking for the quote again, because I felt like, yes, that really sums up your life. Sometimes you have to be who you need to be 
in order to get to who you want to be. Exactly. And I could totally see you running a nonprofit. I don't know. I, can I don't know. <laughs> I can see it. Just let me manage the money because I feel like I, I, I know my strengths. But I feel like that's the thing, right? I feel like people who are in charge of stuff don't necessarily know what they're working with. Mm-hmm. So that because you understand that, like you would be in the best position to do that. I don't know. No. Yeah, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. All right, it's time for the lightning round. Girl, are you ready? I hope you ask me the same questions. So I'm like, I kind of have stuff prepared, but if she yeah, asks I, I can't. I'm going to have to change my lightning round questions because I can't with y'all. Okay. Right. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? I, I would be able to transport myself from where, from one place to other, another place within the blink of an eye. Okay. Your favorite color? Um, Like orangey. Orangey, yellow, bright. I thought colors, you were basically. gonna say yellow. <laughs> no, I think it's more orange. Orange, yellow looks good on my skin tone. Okay. Favorite dessert? I'm not really into desserts. I don't really like sweets. So can I say potato chips? Sure. Celebrity crush? I don't have one now, but I had several in the past. I <laughs> used to be obsessed with Jamie Fox because it's not the looks. It's because he made me laugh. I like any. <laughs> I also used to be obsessed with Cedric Entertainer because he made me laugh. But when I was a kid, my first celebrity crush was George Clooney when I was eight years old and he was on Roseanne and he was Booker. I don't know. I, I don't know. He was a grown man and I was eight. I mean, I think, what was my problem? I mean, I think all little girls have crushes. I know, but random grown men? Yeah. You usually, your crush usually isn't, did you, did you see that movie, um, Little with Marcel? Oh, yes. Oh, it was so funny. And she's like, are you feeling what I'm feeling? Yes, that part was the best. That part yeah, was I feel like little girls best. always have crushes on like their teachers. Yeah, that's or, true. Or like different random people. Yes. Um, so, okay. Dream vacation. Um, Lord, my dream vacation. Jesus. I feel like I was able to go on that dream vacation because all I ever wanted to do was go to London and Paris, Barcelona, which was amazing. I didn't know I was going to love it so much. So I, I think at this point, I'm ready to go anywhere with a beach. Okay. Anywhere with a beach. Okay. Your guilty pleasure. I don't think this is, I, I should be guilty. <laughs> I don't feel like I should What's be. What's with the attitude though? You're like, oh, switching your because neck. Because every time I tell <laughs> Every time I talk to people about General Hospital, they're like, you still watch soap operas? Yes. And you should too, because they're amazing. That's So General hilarious. Hospital is my guilty pleasure. And I feel no guilt about it. That's so <laughs> funny. Okay. Favorite thing to do that you haven't done in a while? Oh, wow. Girl, favorite thing to do that I haven't done in a while. I really like... I like going to the park and sitting out. And I mm. feel like I don't ever get to, I, I feel like even before quarantine, I would say, okay, I'm going to go to the park and I'm going to spend more time at the park. And then I never would, or I rarely would. So okay. I think that, that would be it. Oh, and dancing at a soca party. I love to see you dance. I feel like <sighs> you dance with your whole body. I do. I, <laughs> I love it. I, I, I love being around you when you're dancing. Cause it's, it's like, just... I, I can't turn it off. It's, I don't even understand it. I get it from my mom and my dad because if you play some soca music right now, they both would be dancing, but it's like, I can't, I, I, I can't stop. I can't help myself. So. Yeah. 
I love it. I love it. It's one of my favorite things about you. Well, thank you, Camila. I mean, I hope that you guys are able to get some gems from here. I know you definitely helped me with my finances to, to think about it differently. And honestly, I feel better about myself, but I know I don't have to worry about certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the goal. Yeah, that, you know, it's not, it's not like I have these huge accounts, guys. It's not. <laughs> Whatever you got, you have it. But, yours. you know, like I was saying, when I came back to New York um, in 2012, 2013, I had nothing. Hmm. Yeah. And my credit score was in the toilet. It was just not good. But I'm I'm very happy of where I'm at now. And you really helped me take it to another level where because usually the sinking funds, like I get stuck on this. Like I love I love the idea of that because usually I would just pay for stuff as it comes up and then mm-hmm. But then if you pay for one too many things in a given month or a given time period, then you find yourself in a hole. Exactly. exactly. Um, and so that really allows me to know that I'm going to have my traveling money. I'm going to have my car insurance money. I just have to, when the bill comes, I just pay it. So Yeah. And then you don't have to rely as much on your credit cards. And even if you do choose to use a credit card just to get the points, the cash is always there to pay the bill back immediately. There's no rolling it over to the next month. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you, Kavila. Thank you, Keisha. This was so much fun. I know. I enjoy talking to my friends. <laughs> but I, not only do I enjoy talking to my friends, I just always feel like I benefit from it. And I yes. feel like other people can benefit from it too. So Exactly. Me too. Thank you, my dear. You're welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to hit subscribe as we continue on the misadventures of an inspired woman. Follow me on all social media platforms at Dr. K Thompson. That's D-O-C-T-O-R-K Thompson. And check out my blog at www.drkeisha.nyc. I'm so glad that you're a part of our community of goal getters. Be sure to share this with someone else. And as always, be intentional.